good evening and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Well, welcome everybody. It's been a minute since we've gotten together, but we are here again in Austin, Texas, and we're excited to record and talk about some of the fun stuff that's been going on. Hey, ladies. Hello. It's currently 97 degrees in Austin. I just looked at my Apple app. Well, look and see what it is like in Spokane, because they're probably hotter than us, which is just crazy. (laughs) No, I doubt that. No, I would look. I'm telling you, Seattle's probably like 110. It's just crazy, crazy. So, a lot has been happening in the Duraniverse. Yeah. <laughs> it's only 93 in Spokane. Okay, well, sorry. Oh. Today, today <laughs> Texas is owning the proper weather, but still, 93 that's, that's is way super too hot. Because they don't even have AC. That's mm-hmm. the thing. And we could deal with it here. We don't like it, but we can deal with it. Yeah. But can you imagine? No. no. Last time I, I was there, that. like end of June, early July, it was like 70. Was fantastic. I was wearing my leather jacket and boots, and we went to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I was there on Canada Day. It yeah. was fantastic. I was in heaven. Had the windows open all day, every night, all day. I was there for a week. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, we're sorry, our friends and fans in the Pacific Northwest. We our our hearts go out to you. So go get in some body of water. I know that that helps. My friend Michelle, who lives in Seattle, we haven't spoken about this in a few weeks. But when it was like a hundred degrees in Seattle, and like all the wires were melting and stuff. Yeah. yeah. She and her husband moved into a hotel for three nights or something like that because their place doesn't. And it was pretty bad. Michelle is also a Durani. So, hey, Michelle, I hope you're listening. Hi, Michelle. Keep cool. Okay. Well, something fun that's happened is the boys were on the Today Show. I was taken back to like 1987 and like (laughs) trying to get ready for school, but they were doing Notorious on the Today Show with Jane Polly. Do you remember this? No. Like, oh my gosh. This was, I, I was like, the Today Show? What? I remember like 10 years ago, like they did the Central Park. That was Good Morning Good America. Good Morning America. Okay. The GMA. Okay. Well, they were on the Today Show. Yeah. And so it was fun. He <laughs> sounds so excited about that. <laughs> I was at a beach house with my friends, not my friends here, my friends that don't necessarily share the passion for our band. So I was actually watching most of the Today Show on my phone, like in my bed while they were still asleep. And then I did make them watch the new song and then they appreciated it. They were quiet and let me watch it. So thank you, friends. That- <laughs> You let me do that. So I did like the new song, Give It All Up. Yes. That Give the, It All Up. Make sure I know the name of it right. And yes. It premiered Give It All Up. Which we found out afterwards. It was an edited version because, again, I was thinking it just kind of ended and I yeah. was like, I wanted more. But I love what I hear so far. Love it. Love it. So we thought the same thing about Invisible, right? It just right. ends. Yeah. So, okay. But, but I thought it was happening again. Yeah. But then Errol Alcan, producer. 
of the song did tweet out, I believe, a little a couple of days later to let us know that that was just an edited version. Okay. So, so we're ready. Yet? We're ready to hear the full version, which yes. is not out quite yet. Correct. I just realized I don't yet follow Errol, and I'm really bad at this, so I'm going to do that right now. Okay. I I couldn't watch in real time the Today Show. I believe I was working. Um, note to self. You hate being in leadership, so get out because you have to work too freaking hard as a teacher in the summer <laughs> if you're in leadership. So I'm working and trying to watch the Today Show at the same time as trying to work, and I wasn't able to put all of my attention on it. I do have some initial thoughts uh, from that day when I got to watch it, and I haven't watched it again since, except for like last night when I was preparing for today. I like Give It All Up. I do. And I like it more like the third time that I've heard it than the first time I heard it, because the first time I heard it, I was sort of distracted. Um, I want to hear it not on TV. I want to hear it in my... Agreed. In my ears, with my headphones on. i still not sure how I feel about it yet. Suzanne, you said today you get a Bond vibe. Yeah. So something about it feels a little more cinematic than some of the songs I've heard lately, and I, I really like that. So I don't know if it's reminding me of the to a Kill, or if it's the keys that Nick's doing that feels like this more mm. cinematic thing that I really do like. Um, we were noticing that the drums are seem to be strictly electronic yes. so Roger's kind of back there with his little drum pad or at least the setup for that they showed for this yeah. particular yeah. thing in the performance we did think that JT looked pretty good so that's just a side <laughs> note Stephanie specifically has mentioned yes. a number of times <laughs> since my gangrene you know where this is going and we thought Simon sounded really good. Yes. And my friends that I made them watch it, they they liked it okay. They're like, well, that's a pretty cool song. So that's good for complete non-Durani okay. fans that okay. they were not like, oh, my gosh, you just made us yeah. lose the last five minutes of our life. <laughs> they also are my friends and love me and know that this is a passion project and a passion for me. So I'm anxious to hear the whole song. Yeah. Along with the rest of the album. Well, but Yeah, along <laughs> the rest of the album, too. <laughs> The and whole thing in the great. ears, I think it's a big deal. Like having to listen to this on TV and not getting access to it. Like yeah. we can buy Invisible pretty quickly and we exactly. can listen to it. This one's still just kind of hanging out there. It's like we and got a sampler of it. A little. I think that's yeah. what it was. And I wasn't like so drawn in by it that I was Jones and Ford enough that I would go and rewind the video or like you know, yeah. replay the video or whatever repeatedly. Um, so I'm still waiting. I, ha- I I guess I have somewhat of an opinion on it, but I'm still waiting. You can hold your final judgment. Yeah. I will say it was probably a blessing you weren't watching it real time because it was on the third hour of the Today Show, which is pretty much QVC of the Today Show, (laughs) and they were selling all this weird stuff, and it was very painful. Yeah. And then they were like, it was just weird. So the interview was fun, and at the beginning, like, little, well, okay, other than Carson's (laughs) flub. The other Taylor. Because Carson called Roger John. Yes. And then kind of had to correct himself and backpedal. Yeah. Um, and Roger very politely waited his turn. He and did. And said, oh, but wait, you called me John and I'm, yeah, I'm the other Taylor. So I thought he was good humored about it. Yeah, and then Carson good. did try to make it better. <laughs> He's like, Roger, you were my favorite drummer growing up and all of this stuff. We're like, yeah, you already messed that up. Right. So just 
be quiet. <laughs> Let Simon and Roger right. talk. Right. But they did talk about touring next year. I feel like that was the main one of the main takeaways from the actual interview. We already know where they're going to be in July, July 11th next year. So Well, yeah, we will be with them. Yes, we better be. <laughs> Two years delayed is enough. Third time's the charm. Third time is a magical time. With along with Niall Sheik yes. and Grace Jones. Yes. And I really and, and I really think Gwen's gonna show up. That's just Well and I think my. isn't Pearl Jam still like the night before or something? I don't I know. I think they're doing the whole thing. Yeah. Just next just year. Just next year. Yeah. yeah. Well um, no, but I mean like on stage with them. Like oh, not yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing. Oh we'll get we'll get election day. No question. Yes. Awesome. And let's get more Arcadia. Let's get more Arcadia other than just election day. Yeah, because she also sang in Ay, ay, ay. Grace, didn't she sing in another song? Not on Arcadia. Not on Arcadia. Arcadia. Never mind. No. <laughs> I don't know what I'm but if Sting is in town, he can swing Sting by. He can come by and sing the song. Yeah, day, he could. That would be nice. <laughs> or whatever else he chooses to sing. That wouldn't suck at all. Um, <laughs> just another note on the Today Show number one. I thought that Notorious was the song of most energy of the three that they performed. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just comfort zone or such a great song or what but there was less inhibition in the performance of that song than in either invisible or give it all up and then invisible had just a, a little bit less inhibition than give it all up it's almost like we're not real sure about this but we're still doing it and we're putting it out there to the world on the today shows i, I really enjoyed the performance of notorious and graham asterisk next to that um graham did nile wonderfully in that particular uh version which did we hear this before yeah. The same one that was on the BBMAs? Well, from what we are gathering, they recorded this all on the same day. Sure. Yeah. Like they did the Video Music Awards set, they did the Today Show set, and then they did two others, right? We're going to see two other, at least one other set okay. on something. What they was it? They spent some good time editing because the close-ups of Nick's face were awesome. Yeah. So I feel like there's at least one more like recording they did that day with Graham, mm -hmm. one or two more. And so when you're thinking about the energy, they were playing to an empty right. I room. Know. I know. So there's that there's that element. But there is, I mean, there was a visible difference in the energy between Notorious and Invisible, or yeah. Invisible and Give It All Up. So. Well, Notorious is is, is a jam. I mean, I it's you can get and you get and the you know it's mm -hmm. funky and. Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. that's part of it. Um, but also, I still, if anybody knows, the young lady who was singing back up with Anna, <laughs> because it's driving me nuts that I can't figure out who she is. But Please it's, tell it's Jody. She wants to know. because backup singers have been such a big part of Duran Duran's live performances since, what, 1983? So, or 84, whenever that Seven Rocky Tiger tour was. So with BJ and Charmaine way back then, um, it's just a duplication of that every tour. And I, I would like to know if this young lady is going to join them on future tours or if she was just there as a side piece for Anna or what. So We don't um, know the story. We need to know the story. I want to, I really want to know who this person is. And we know that Aaron was stateside, so yeah, and I don't know that Aaron's going back. Yeah, I mean, not that there's no indication of any way one or the other, but um, she's got her own thing, and she talked a lot about doing her own thing yeah. with Bernie on Bernie's podcast called "Is Breakfast, Breakfast Included." included. <laughs> um, so I'm only getting my information from that, but um, and it's not even information; it's speculation. She's real busy, and she wants to do her own thing. So I think that's yeah, Anna's. I mean, um. Aaron's future. And we'll, we'll see because they do change up 
the backing singers. Sometimes. Sometimes. So. Well, I mean, we lost Jesse because of personal, personal reasons. Things. Yeah. And then we got Aaron, who was fantastic. Thankfully, Anna's been with us for a very long time. But yeah. I mean, I like that energy that Jesse had and that Aaron had. Yeah. That, so. so Stephanie, any closing thoughts on t- t- today's show? I just can't wait to get the uh, final product of Give It All Up. <laughs> I mean, I want to hear the you know the full song because as we touched on earlier, I was kind of like, oh, it just ended. <laughs> Again, so I'm glad that Errol uh, let us know that that was not the full edited version. So, yeah. Did anybody else think of, like, okay, trying to tie in Simon's commentaries on Bush about songs that he likes? He'll he'll pick vocal parts or choruses or things from other songs and repeat them on Bush if he's really moved by it. And I'm listening to the three parts of Give It All Up, and I'm just thinking, in his head, is he? taking some of these things that he's listening to and, and hearing from other people and putting all of these things he likes from other songs into one song. Because there is three parts that we know of so far with the, that, I don't know the parts of songs, but whatever the opening is and then there's a bridge and then there's the chorus and they're all different. Well, I think that's a good question to ask, Simon. Let's do that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just have a conversation. Yeah. I mean, because he, he is on Wish is talking a little bit about the musicality in some mm-hmm. of the songs. Mm-hmm. when he's discussing them with Caddy. Mm-hmm. So I think it's influencing him because I think he's even said that, but I don't know mm-hmm. maybe to the degree that you're saying. Yeah. I don't know if it's quite that much. Yeah. I mean, but he wants, he, they, they want it to be current. So he's taking inspiration sure. from some current yeah. music yeah. as well. Well, I mean, okay, well, that's a good transition. Okay. Whoosh. Whoosh. We just heard a super fun Whoosh. episode this week with a special guest star. Which, okay, just to note, there has been, other than Simon daughters one other special guest yeah. who was a fan and do you remember her name i don't remember her name i do not unfortunately but she had some really good questions she had some, she great went, questions. She some great questions so really great questions and i was like how did she do this and how can we do this? <laughs> um but this guest was wendy mcclendon covey yes did i say her name right I yes. think so. Mm-hmm. I just know Wendy. 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 Wendy with an I. And Simon said, what's your name again, Kenny? <laughs> <laughs> So to catch any fans up that are not familiar with Wendy's work, she is the mom on the Goldbergs, which is one of my all-time favorite shows ever. Sitcom on ABC. Sitcom on ABC. Basically, the filmmaker, his name is Adam Goldberg. And so it's his childhood, basically. And the fun thing about this, and it's set in the 80s, and the fun thing about every episode is at the very end of the episode, they show like a video he made in the 80s and how it relates to like the episode. And half the time they're recreating things that he did when he was like in junior high and in high school which is kind of hilarious and then it also has people that are real life and Wendy even talked about this in a whoosh is that she looks a lot like his mother and that's how they cast her but she was also in Bridesmaids so we probably have a lot of fans of Bridesmaids also that are listeners so those I feel like are her her two biggest projects people probably Reno know her from I've not seen that but she's in Reno 911 mm-hmm. and she's been in some other movies as well she's a character actress but she's about our same age she's our people because when she's talking about like they ask her, you know, like, when did you start listening to Duran Duran? You know, she basically says what we say, you know, <laughs> when I was having a tough time as being an adolescent and I heard their music. I don't know. It was really cool to kind of hear 
how there are others like us out there, you know, sharing their story. She represents on the show, or at least she and the older daughter, I think, on the show, wear t-shirts, during her in t-shirt. Um, isn't the daughter in the show a musical student? She is. She, well, no, she's... she's she was in a band. She's in a band. She's in a band. That's right. Um, I always thought that the show definitely led up to could support this era in music and Duran Duran would be part of it. So I'm glad that that's actually came out. But Suzanne was talking about how she's our people. Um, we talk about this a lot. And one thing that Wendy says in the interview was that she and her friends plotted world domination. <laughs> listening to Duran Duran. Listening to Duran Duran. <laughs> and... Um, I was moving to London when I was 18 and was going to be, as I've said before, and you guys laughed at me, fashion and fashion merchandising. And Lisa was going to go with me and we were going to have this fantastic life and, and live, you know, all over Europe and do all these fun things. Obviously, that didn't happen. But um, she had the same ideas. And I think that was just something that we all kind of came together over anyway, um, especially considering the fact that it's 40-something years later and we're still here talking about the influences band have on us. So. I love how she said, to your point, about how they, sound, they seem very sophisticated. Mm-hmm. And I think we've touched on that before, as, as coming out of the gate with our first episode when we talked about when we were 12. You know, Duran Duran represented when we were, you know, sitting in front of our TVs watching MTV all day, there was no one else like Duran Duran, you know, that was playing. Um, you know, the videos, which we've touched on before, you know, weren't the, you know, verbatim, you know, I'm eating a pancake. And then all of a sudden in the video, music video, someone's eating a pancake, you know, for lack of a better example. Um, so when Wendy talked about how it, they brought a sophistication to her life, that absolutely made sense. It's like, you know, you heard, uh, I remember reading John in a Bop magazine talking about, you know, jet setting. And I'm like, I want to be a jet setter. <laughs> you know, I want to do this. I want to, you know, whatever. And so that's true. And so there was a sophistication um, that Duran brought to her, to, I know, to my life and our lives. Um, so she, I thought she was spot on when she, when she made that point. It just kind of made you want to think outside of the box and and rise onto a different level. Not that we're better than anybody else, but you wanted to have a better understanding of things that were not just about you and around you. You wanted to have more of a world view. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, she was a guest on Whoosh mm-hmm. of Caddy and Simon, but she had some questions for them, which I thought that was fun. And one of her questions was, what's your hype up song? And she shared her hype up song lately has been pressure off. So that was fun. And Simon seemed to be very excited to hear that, but we all love pressure off. So I totally yeah. get that too. Yeah. You know, what's your um, hype up song? You too. Do you have one? Probably last night in the city. If I have to, think back to like kind of some recent Duran stuff because I was just like, uh-huh. you know, I love that song. <laughs> yeah. That is her song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is her song. I don't know about a hype up song. I think it just depends on the situation. Funny that Wendy also talked about white lines because yeah. that is definitely one of the highlights of the show. And I know that across, across the Duran universe, uh, that's a, a controversial subject. You know, some people love it, some people hate it. But I always think the energy that comes with yep. that song live is incredible. Me too. Especially when Mr. Andy Taylor is playing guitar during that song. But yes. Um, high up song though, do you have, I mean, is that it? White Lines might be your high up song? I don't know. I don't know. You put me on the spot. <laughs> 
I know I get hyped during that song yeah. when I see it live. Yeah. Um, I don't know that that's the one that I push play on all the time, depending on the situation. I have to think of what I have to think okay. about that. Okay. Maybe in a, maybe in next episode. Okay. So what about you? So um, well, there's probably a couple, but if I was specific to Duran Duran, and I'm going back a few years to a running playlist that I yeah. used to run to, um, Careless Memories will do it every single time, and it's that that. Um, driving bass and the guitar and I don't know there's something about that that makes me run faster that gets my heart rate up that is just super hype up song of course um, you're saying careless memories and I'm thinking careless whisper I was gonna say did I say it wrong yeah Ooh, I didn't say careless memories yes you okay. said it right okay, in my mind I'm like oh yeah more lately it would be um St. Cecilia by the Food Fighters, but oh well, um, we're not talking about them today. You can talk about um, them for a second, because I'm kind of loving the DGs. Yeah, the DGs. Oh my God. <laughs> DGs. You should dance. Don't get me started. I'm so excited about the DGs. Uh, I don't know if y'all have seen the, that picture of all of them in the 70s clothes and the in the air. Oh in my the air. God. Oh my God, I love that picture. <laughs> Ooh, my goodness. Go check out the new record store day yeah. release from the Foo Fighters where they cover the Bee Gees and they call themselves the, the Dee Gees. That's all I'll say. That's right. Do okay. it. Do it. <laughs> uh, but no, St. Cecilia is a Foo Fighters song from 2014, 15, something like that. It was recorded here in Austin at the St. Cecilia Hotel. I just That's one of my favorite songs ever. So that yeah. that might be my current hype song that I still use. And I think a hype song can change. Sure. Like I don't think it's, it's not like a life song, no, but it's no. like it's songs that really get yeah. you going. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, so uh, there's other stuff that's been happening. Yes, we um, also had um, Astronomia. So some side TV. projects. Yeah, side projects with Astronomia. Very atmospheric. Is that the right word? Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's one way to describe it. We were talking about Inferno earlier and how maybe it doesn't quite sound like an Inferno. And then all of a sudden it sounded like an Inferno. So... Um, and then there was That's a choir, awesome. and we were discussing if they actually used a choir or if they programmed voices, and then it was actually Nick orchestrating like a choral part of the arrangement, which we don't know. So maybe there's a question for Nick. I bet we could find out <laughs> if we could talk to Nick and just ask him. Yes. <laughs> there's two that more parts. Great. And there's two more parts to Astronomia, yes. correct? Yes. The okay. next one should be September, right? Yes. The fall, the fall equinox. And then... No, fall, just, it's not the Whatever. Equinox, it's the other, what is it? Well, We've the changing it. of the seasons. <laughs> yes. And then in the winter, the winter solstice yes, is the that, final Yes, maybe I'm right. One. Fall, equinox, winter solstice. Yeah. Maybe. I think that's what it is. Uh, what, what we heard, what we heard today, because we were cramming before preparing for this, um, was I thought about sitting in, as a tourist in Italy, and sitting in one of those giant cathedrals and just listening to the music or the chorus or whatever might be happening in that church at the time. Um, I think it was the choral I think it piece fits, of it. Yeah, it fits that very much. I was very much sitting at the Duomo in Florence while listening to that today, so that was interesting. I think it's really cool that he's done that. He can do his own thing. Yeah. I mean, they're all kind of doing their own thing right now, but Nick has taken music to a different level at this point. So I, I, I have a lot of appreciation for that. And then the other side project that we've seen lately is Merchant, right? Is that the name yes, of it? Yes, it's Merchant. <laughs> I did realize most today that um, his name is not James Merchant. It's 
Nate Merchant. <laughs> oh, his last name is Merchant? His last name is Merchant. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that it was part of his name. I just thought it was no, okay. that's his name. And I was trying to find how old he is, but I don't know how old 12. he is. Twelve. Except that he's maybe, maybe 21. <laughs> maybe. He looks very young. He's very young. Maybe he's um, young. He's too young to have a driver's license, so JT has to drive him around. Especially his girlfriend's car, because he said it was his girlfriend's car. That's, That's a nice car. Mercedes. Yeah. But Nate Merchant is a friend of John's, is what I'm learning, and he is a bedroom musician. In what does that, that I, mean? I learned that that means that he creates music on a tiny little machine in his bedroom. Like the girl in Pitch Perfect? I don't know. Like the main character in Pitch Perfect who like produces music on her computer? Like, I don't know. The way it sounds, it's like everybody. A lot of artists lately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well during the COVID. During, during, well, <laughs> before that, though, yeah. that's the great news about music. And technology. And, and technology is that a lot of people can put something together. Of course, it doesn't replace. We're not saying it replaces live music and instruments and such. But for some people, that may be their only outlet to get started. And so go for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, living with someone who makes music, um, it's definitely bedroom music. I mean, because it's all created in that space. But so I, they're not garage bands anymore? They're bedroom Who the heck music. wants to go in a garage when it's 100 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I, I took that moniker or that description, adjective or whatever, as more of the style of music. And what is it called? Something in Gatorade. Dead Days and Gatorade. Dead Days and Gatorade by Merchant. I made a couple of associations with that song. Let's see. Well, at first I mentioned that it sounds like what did you said the weekend i think it sounds like the weekend i said i do what i do because of that mindy of bear sax solo in there there's this slow modern music and pop music sound to it yes right yes and it seemed all electric and it seemed all electronic to us at least when we were watching the video except that john was talking about being so proud that there was live bass on it which I didn't hear a bass but line. we couldn't hear bass as we were listening to it today. Steph, what's your description of the song? I would agree with um, Suzanne's assessment of um, it. Kind of has that weekend vibe to it. And if you if you're familiar with the week with the weekends music, he kind of has like this vibey, like chill, like you know, sit back, have some sangria, have a drink, and that's what you kind of you know chill to. You know, and the, that's just, it that's the way I want, take it. He makes me want to dance. Who? The Weeknd? Yeah. I think it just depends on which song you're listening yeah, that, to. I mean, but if you're true. listening to his album as a whole, in mm-hmm. my opinion, it's more of like a of a chill, vibey type um, album. So, But that one song, the Blurred... Blurred Lines. It's a blur- Is it Blurred Lines? Blinded by the <laughs> Blind. Wait, Blurred Lines is Robbie. That's Robin's <laughs> No. What is it called? <laughs> Something blind. Blinding yeah, blind, lights. Blinded by the lights. Right? Blinding lights. Blinding lights. Okay. Blinding lights has yeah, a has a dance groove and I can touch my face or whatever. I can't feel my face. face. Yes. With you. That has a dancey yeah, group to it that's too. The, that's the two I would Yes. To. So they they there are some with a dancey group. Yeah. But his song, something about it reminded me of that blinding lights song for sure. And I said blinded by the lights, which is that old old <laughs> yes. song that everybody <laughs> wrapped up with a doucher. Isn't it? Wasn't that written by Bruce? Bruce yes, King? it was. Yes. Okay. But yeah. it was it's and, Alfred Mann something like something that. Yeah. orchestra. 
I think I said Jonas Brothers, at least at the beginning of the Merchant song. Something about yeah. it reminded me of that. I, and I think it's just that modern poppy sound. Yeah. So it's interesting. It, it's Didn't interesting. John describe it as a bedroom pop? That's what I was saying. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. But I think it's bedroom production is what we're saying not like well i think they were calling it yeah and then james nate whatever his name is said (laughs) said it's you know there's a whole group of young people or people music that are making music in their bedroom yeah Yeah. i mean we have this technology in our hands we could be making music right now yeah we could um i think maybe one day Okay, well, one other fun thing that has happened since we have talked is we are now published. We are published. I'm holding in my hand the May-June edition of Classic Pop. And she is. Out of the UK. Gary Newman on the cover. Gary Newman with very scary makeup (laughs) on the cover. Everyone go run and get your imported copy. And you can if your see us. Is selling magazines well, right yeah. Or if you order it and you're a subscriber, we are on page 18 in the Pod Squad. Yes. So we've put we've posted it on the Instagram yep. feed. So go check check it out. And we are so thankful and appreciative of the team from Classic Pop for highlighting us. So thank you. A special thanks to editor Steve Harnell. Yes. For the thank love. Thank you, Steve, for thank the love. Thank you, Classic Pop and Steve. Yeah, it's kind of cool to see that in there, um, my name in print. Yeah. It can, I mean, I've been published academically, but this is different. It, it means it means a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> than your academic publication. <laughs> we are in a magazine with Moby. Well, yeah. And with members of Duran Duran. There's a picture of Niall, I The think picture there. of Niall and Boy George. And Barry Kemp and spanned out like all kinds and Durandy's in here. There's yes, a whole article Durandy's about Durandy. Of Seattle, there's Durandy in this magazine. Yes, Kate Bush. So thank y'all again, Classic Prop Pop. It's just super fun. Yeah, super fun to see that. And we had to search and scour <laughs> to find copies in the United States. <laughs> Last time Stephanie was here, I think we went to three different stores at least when we were out. And I went to like five different ones. So a couple in San Antonio as well. And in central Texas. Yeah. And I learned in that search that our local privately owned um, bookstore isn't selling magazines at all. I don't even know if they're ever going to again. So I'm glad that you guys got a copy of it. And Stephanie, thank you so much for updating the Instagram page with all this stuff because it's um, good visibility. And I like that we can share this with everybody. And welcome to any new listeners that we might have gotten from this call out. Yeah, so yeah, we're we super might. happy that you're here. Yeah. We may, maybe we have some more UK listeners now. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Because cool. we're gonna come over there next July. <laughs> we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to come. Get the Let us in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it was great catching up with y'all. Happy July and. Almost August. Almost August. (laughs) Until next time. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a while. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast player, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and you can even find us if you ask Alexa. Make sure to also follow our Instagram page, too. See you again real soon.